Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays, talking to a clickier industry expert and giving you some top travel tips. In this episode we'll be talking to Luke from our sales team and Stephen from our product team, who you all know, about the Algarve. We'll be getting to know one of the newest members of our sales team, Caelan, and we'll be sharing some top activities for your stay in this lovely region. In our resort report, we'll be bringing you to a golden 155km stretch of beaches, caves and fishing towns along the southern coast of Portugal. It's the Algarve. million tourists visited the Algarve region in 2017 and roughly 8-10% to of their tourists are Irish and it's no surprise why. The flight to Faro is relatively short, just under 3 hours. The people are friendly and laid back. Apart from the speed of taxis, life in the Algarve goes at a slow, relaxed pace. Most towns along the coast are originally small fishing villages so you're guaranteed fresh, delicious seafood daily. It's filled with things to do and see and it caters to every type of holiday maker, whether you're on a family holiday, going as a couple or a gang of friends. To chat with me about the Algarve, we have Luke and Stephen. Luke is new to travel and has been in Click and Go since April. This month he moved from our finance team to our sales team, so he's been busy getting trained up. He's been to the Algarve about 10 times, staying in Praia de Luz and visiting Lagos and Sagres during each visit. Stephen, who you've heard in every episode so far, has been to the Algarve three times, staying in Praia de Rocha, Albufeira and Cavaroero. I've been to the Algarve almost every year since I was about eight, so almost 18 times, and have stayed near Albufeira Strip each time. Yeah, I think the, the best way of covering the Algarve this time is not a lot of people, not a lot of Irish have been to the Algarve already. So I think we try and do something a little bit different, try and talk about the areas that people wouldn't know. Like, I mean, Pray to Russia and Albufeira Al- Al- will probably be the best well-known mm-hmm. um, to the majority of Irish holidaymakers. So while we will be talking about Albufeira, um, I'm certainly going to talk about Cavero and Olio, which are two lesser known lesser known places as well. Uh, Luke, you're going to talk about yeah. sort of Pray to Lose area as well. Yeah, I've yeah. never even been to the east side of Faro myself, so... Be interesting to hear what you have to say about that. Well, yeah. Cavero, I had, I was in Cavero last year um, with the family, and beautiful. It's real. It's real small. The town itself is right on the beach, and there's a little sort of uh, promenade area. There's plenty of bars and restaurants. I mean, mm. in, in fact, not so many bars. And um, there oh, are, really? you know, there are bars. There's one Irish bar. It's not like Albufeira where there could be twenty Irish bars. Mm. There's one Irish bar in Cavero, but right at the very centre of the town is the beach. And you've got a little open area, a little promenade, a little walk. And there's three main walkways in Cavero. One goes up a hill, one goes out of the town. And the other goes sort of up up around the back of the Algar Seco. I'll talk about the Algar Seco. And would it later. be less hectic than Albufeira then? Yes, a hell of a lot. Yeah. It is really for families or for couples. It's it's real small. Like it's a tiny an awful lot of the properties in, in Cavero are on the outskirts, like two or three kilometres out, because an awful lot of the properties are big expanse like I said in one called the Rocha Brava mm. Rocha Brava is beautiful I'll talk a little bit more about it in a minute but that's about 2k 2.5k fr- from the centre of Cavero so there are buses there are you know shuttles that go from the Rocha Brava in but an awful lot of the properties are like that they're like expansive villa complexes 
mm. um, that are on you know two or three kilometers outside mm. and within that radius inwards. Um, but the Rocha Bravo was class. Really yeah, it looks loved lovely. it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very laid back. I mean, while it is. Um, busy to a degree. Mm. It's so spread out, like they have villas. We stayed in a, a three bed sea view villa mm. and it was amazing. We were like, we had our own little garden area, a veranda, a little terrace. Um, we were cooking there some nights. It was great just to, to sit down. We could actually, you, we were sunbathing there some days. Mm. Other days we, we got a pizza and there's a pizzeria just around the corner um, and we'd, we'd just sit there at night time. There are bars and restaurants within the immediate vicinity of the Rocha Bravo. Like there's literally just, just two or three. There's one called the, the Rocha. It's just outside. The O'Farrell restaurant is on site in the Rocha Brava. It is amazing. It's not cheap. I mean, it would probably be the same as eating out in Dublin. Um, yeah. But within the complex itself, they have four tennis courts. They've got a pool area, children's playground, a spa, oh, a kids' wow. club. Um, but it's, it's so spacious. It's so spread out that... It's real relaxing. If mm. you want business, if you want the action, if you want to, you know, there's a little snack bar, there's a cafeteria beside the reception area. So if you want it to be busy and noisy, be around the pool area. And that's where all the action is as such, including at night time where the bar and restaurant are. You can just chill out at your own village. You and you can literally do some lovely walks around there as well. It's right on the seafront, but it's about it's about a 10 minute walk down to the, down to the sandy beach. Mm. So while some, and even, you know, I had a small impression that I was going to be quite isolated when, when I went down to the Russia Brava. Not at all. There are plenty of little tiny restaurants and bars uh, within area. 10 minute walk. Yeah. But then in, in the centre of Cavero, we loved it. We you get a we got a, a shuttle bus. There's a bus that goes in, takes about fifteen minutes. Um, same with the minibuses. Minibus goes three times a day from Russia Brava, and right into the centre of Cavero, uh, it it drops you off in the centre. Um, as I said we we ate in this restaurant. I think three times in the week we were there. Uh, what was it called? A gale, A G A L E, mm. and it had the biggest lump of halibut. I've ever seen in my life. It was stunning. It was beautiful. And <laughs> um, there was another one just up the road from it called the Wolf, and that was more for for steaks. And there was one. I always feel bad eating steaks when I'm in the Algarve. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever ordered one. No, yeah, I, no, always I did, fish. From I didn't yeah, feel. Same. I didn't. I didn't feel bad after this one. But, <laughs> it, but, but the, the, the halibut, the halibut was something else, and that was in a galley. Um, we went to the Irish bar one night and couldn't be couldn't be bothered for the rest of the time because we found this lovely or, or sort of at the back of Cavero, we mm. found this really small little uh, bar called Cheers. Um, nice. No, it was it was tiny. But a lovely atmosphere in it. Mm. And it was much better. Do you know what else is great, actually? At night time, down at the, the beach area and the big open sort of space, mm. they had a stage. And every night we went into Cavero, there was um, a band playing or there was music. And everyone was out dancing. Like, I mean, one night there was like a ballroom dance on. Uh, another night, uh, Tom, Tom Jones impersonator was on the stage and everyone was up giving yeah. it socks. <laughs> it, was very, like it was great. Um, I didn't see him. I didn't go that far. Very I was Portuguese like, Tom, Tom Jones. Jones. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was, it was, I have to say, it was brilliant. It was really good. We, we sort of sat down in a, in a bar just off, off the, the main street and the whole place was just full of people up dancing. Uh, another night we went down, there was a, like a proper disco on. Proper live yes. disco, right? This is yes. in, in in the open air, so that that was that's Cavero. Really, have to say, now it was beautiful. It's nowhere near as busy as Albufeira. Nowhere near. Mm. But if if you're looking for something a little bit more Portuguese feel to it, um, it's it it is great. Somewhere with a a, a lot more Portuguese feel to it, it's Olho. Olho is east of Faro, yeah. about ten minutes east of Faro. Only um, ten minutes. 
That's all it is. Oh, Literally, where? that's Super all it is. Close. No, I'll, I'll, yeah, I was right beside. It's the. How far is Cavarero from? Cavarero will be about 40, 45 minutes drive. Okay, that's not too much. Um, west. So Cavarero yeah. is probably halfway between where Luke's going to talk about Lagos area mm. uh, and, and Faro. Cavero be pretty much yeah. right in the middle. People always think it takes a long time to get to Far, or not Faro, sorry, Lagos, but it only takes us about 50 minutes to an hour. That's the motorway, isn't it? Yeah, it's straight down yeah. the motorway. Yeah. The roads yeah. are really, really We were talking about it yesterday, and someone was like, it takes about two hours. I was like, no, it takes an hour. That's hour all it max. is. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're going to get the shuttle bus now and you're stopping in, you're going in. That's, out in, out yeah, the that time. is that is the big thing in, in down the Algarve is that there's a motorway that connects Faro mm. all the way along the to, to, way, to the yeah. very end down to Sagres. Mm. Um, once you come off the motorway and go into the resort, you're going into Alfera. Yeah, you're ten or fifteen minutes and then off back out again and back yeah. out. Yeah, so yeah. so that that is the that is the only thing. If you're going from Faro all the way down to Sagres or Lagos or Alvor mm. or whatever. You're on the motorway. Just go straight. Mm. Yeah. Literally go straight. Yeah. And that's an, another. We'll get to a quick little tip. First of all, always price our private transfers yeah. if they can go because the private transfer will cut out all of that bus lark. If you've got ten stops along the way, yeah. say if you are it going takes to Alvor, forever. Yeah. it it can take that can take. I think a good the private transfer is the way it's to the way go. Yeah, we yeah, always 100%, yeah. we always book our tri- our private transfer before we go, and it's only like. 20 euro or yeah, something and we, 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 we get some 40 minutes we get some Nothing. really good rates in in for, for the private transfers but just yeah just speaking about olio 10 minutes east of faro and mm. um, it's on the rio formosa uh, natural park it's beautiful it is real real portuguese field it's the biggest fishing port in the algarve um i was down there I spent one night down there but it was absolutely stunning we've we send hundreds if not thousands of people down to the Real Marina Hotel which is the main hotel in, in Olio it's a five star um, there's a lovely promenade area right down to the markets there's two big red buildings at the at the sort of the end part of, of Olio Marina and the promenade and that's where the markets are and all the fresh fish are coming in there's a lovely marina opposite the Real Marina Hotel so if you take a left when you come out of the Real Marina walk all the way down to about 15 minutes maybe less down to the, the two market area and all the restaurants mm. are down there there's a, loads of little side streets opposite the, the markets um, you know real beautiful little small side streets with loads of restaurants we ate in one Pizza Na Pedra was, was one we ate in and Lovely fish. If you love your fish, Luke, love it's, it, yeah. it is real. And it's literally right across the road from the market where you can go in and, you know, they you cook can see all the fish the coming in. Yeah, 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 the yeah. restaurants get the, the fish daily from yeah. the markets. Every, well, I presume a couple like of times a day. day and stuff a couple like of times a day because they, they were the busiest time we went down um, to the markets during the, at lunchtime and we couldn't even get into this, this restaurant. It was so busy. Oh, wow. We went along at night time and it was less busy, but we got in. But it was still packed. So they would have to, they'd literally just go across to the market, across the road. That's great. And stock up and stock up. Super but it was, fresh. Yeah. But all you is, is definitely something for people that are looking for good quality mm. hotel, which is the five star Real Marina. And then looking for something a bit more authentic. You know, because obviously you've got Albuferra, which you know <laughs> inside out. Inside it? out. And mm. it's, you know, it's not, it's not Albuferra. Mm. It is not Albuferra. But anyone we've ever sent down, most of them will end up going back. To, to repeat clients that we get going back to Olio it and still seems Hills, quite reasonable price wise yeah it's, it's like we looking yeah. at it there the other day we always have great deals down, down there like the deals with the real marina are unreal yeah like with during, during off peak you know sort of any time from October say to, to March or whatever we do week 289 299 for 7 mm. nights um, I know I saw in May we were at 389 or 399 it's for nothing. a week in May 
for a five star hotel in what is a, a lovely Portuguese resort. And the weather is like a lovely 25, 26 degrees in at May that at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Should we, like, you know, we, we're sending people down there at the moment, like mm. November, and it's like 21 degrees down there. Mm. I, I only checked it yesterday. It's 21, 22 degrees down, down the Algarve this time of the year. Obviously, Weather would be weather, as we say in sales, yeah. Um, yeah. and you can be lucky or unlucky. But as a rule, that that's the sort of weather you're going to get. Mm. But it's not Albufeira. It's not <laughs> as, long as, as long as people know that all the is not Albufeira. To me, that's a good thing. Mm. But you know, it, it depends what what you're looking for. If you're mm. looking for busy, um, Albufeira is where you want to go. If you're looking for stags and hens type holidays and family yeah. type holidays, but Alia was great for for couples. Very nice. Mm. I suppose I'll. I'll do my bit about Albufeira. You can segue into Albufeira. <laughs> so Albufeira is split into two bits. So it's the old town and the newer part, the Strip the or yeah. Montesoro, as we just call it. Yeah. So where we always stay is Montesoro. We stay in the Oraview Beach Club, just right on the beach. It. Yeah, it's part of the Moohoo brand. Um, so we love it there. We've been going for about 18 years or so. I only missed one year because I was in Toronto for the summer. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. The strip part is the chaotic stags, yeah. hens. Yeah. You wouldn't spend a night in it without seeing at least five stags or hens. It's always super busy, super loud. And Albuquerque, the old town, is a bit more sedate and quieter. It is, but there is, even in the old town, there is a little area about 200 metres long that is busy, isn't it? Yeah, just, at, so in Albuquerque, there's one taxi rank in the old town and Say if you're standing at it, there's a parking garage on the right. And if you take the left down one of the side streets, you're onto like the cocktail street, as mm, I like to call it. Yeah, that and it's where all the little bars doing happy hour and cocktails are. We always go there for a drink and just sit and people watch. It's a great yeah. spot for people watching. Yeah, no, it's great. But and the like, beach is at the centre of the town as well, isn't it? Although there's tons of beaches down there. Yeah, so once you go down that kind of cocktail street, you're into the main square. Mm. And during the summer, they'd have like traditional dancers and people doing like uh, caricatures and everything around the square and there's always a nice little buzz and then if you go up a side street by the off license at the end of the square and take a left you're on to the beach yeah it's and it's a lovely beach, fisherman's yeah, beach it's a beautiful it's beach. gorgeous absolutely the, gorgeous the, the old town like again i was down there it was more of a, a day trip that i was in mm. albufeira um, the old town surprised me because i oh, wasn't really? expecting yeah i wasn't expecting to not 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 expecting to like Albufeira I was expecting it to be really really commercialised and really busy and yes hugely. the strip was but the, oh the strip the, is but, but, the, but the old town really surprised me how pretty it was how relaxing it was you yeah. know, it, was, it wasn't while there was obviously tons of tourists there it had a completely different feel to to what the strip was yeah no it's absolutely gorgeous and like even one of the restaurants we go to in the old town um, it's just on, off that side street at the end of the square it's called the atrium mm. and the building that it's in was like a theatre in the 1920s and it has like lovely golden ceiling and they have fado groups that come in and play during dinner and like they've all the cataplanas and the fresh seafood the and it's just absolutely that's gorgeous the, that's the big dishes and it's like the, a the fish stew yeah. kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. like I think the Algarve the Algarvian yeah, cataplana has clams and pork I think are the two yeah. main things in it you can get but prawns in it as well if you want. Yeah, there's different varieties of. There's like a Portuguese one, an Algarvian, a traditional. It's a sharing. It's a sharing yeah, platter, yeah, usually all, for two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they do just potatoes and everything and all sorts of veg. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. and they generally give you rice or something with it as well. But yeah, okay. it's absolutely delish. And then yeah, the old town, 
the old town is a lovely place. We because we stay in Montshore, we only go into the old town maybe once or twice. And it's the Mutu <clears throat> you stay in. Yeah, so we stay in the Orvi Beach Club, and they've also got the Club Pride Aura, which a lot of people from That's a right, lot yeah. of Glingo yeah, customers yeah. are staying. And there's the Aura Pride Hotel, and if you're staying in any of them, you can use the facilities of the other hotels. Okay, brilliant. So like me and Mam have gone to say like water aerobics in the Club Pride Aura. Or one of the times the World Cup was on, they had like a massive screen at the beach and they had like loads of chairs and everyone could go over and That's right. sit in, and in watch the, the World Cup. In the Club Parade Art, they've got like a, a big green, green area. Like it looks like a, a football pitch or a tennis court, but it's actually a yeah. bold area. And when we were down there, we could see the big screen was being rolled out and might have been a match on later on that night. Yeah. And they just put all chairs down as well. All chairs down and they have like entertainment and stuff and it's really, really good. This is an important part of a talent family holiday <laughs> is where to <laughs> <Food>. eat. Yeah, <laughs> we've tried and tested a lot of restaurants over the years around Montsoro and Albufeira and I've been disappointed on many an occasion, but we have like a staple list. Cool. So if you're staying in Montsoro, so the Orview Beach Club or Pride Ora or the um, Santa Uela, there's Urban Pizza, which is halfway up the strip and it does amazing peri peri chicken and it does really good Mozambique massive prawns. Um, there's Paula's Pizzeria, which and Fuji Teppanyaki, which are near the Praia Ora. The Fuji Teppanyaki is now my dad's favorite restaurant <laughs> there. I never never thought I'd see a, a farmer <laughs> being like, I love sushi. <laughs> when can we go back for Japanese food? But yeah, it's really good and really good value. And Paula's Pizzeria is kind of traditional Portuguese food. Mm. And they do a mean gin and tonic as well. Um, <laughs> and then near the beach, near Praia de Ora, there's a really nice snack bar called Snack Bar Mona Lisa. Mm. If you're at the roundabout um, looking up Cardiac Hill, uh, there's a cafe on the corner. And if you go behind the cafe, you go to where the this one is. It's opposite the pharmacy and beside the supermarket. And it does amazing pastries and the pastel donatas. It's the best place to get your pastries in the morning. And everything is made fresh. You get like two pastries and a coffee for three euro. And then in Albufeira, there's the restaurant Atrium and there's Atasca, which is down near the Atrium, but off a little side street mm. beside a white linen shop. And Dom Carlos, if you want a special dinner out. It's like Are these all reasonable now as well? Like really All of them, post? apart from Dom Carlos, yeah. Dom mm. Carlos is like a special occasion if, say, you're there as a couple or okay. whatever. Yeah. It's five courses for €49, Euro, which is slightly more expensive than any other meal, but it's... That's not bad. It's still reasonable, more, right? Probably Dublin prices. Yeah, like for two, for two people and wine and water, it'd be maybe like 150 or so. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. Bad. An Irish guy used to own it. He just sold it this year. Um, but it's always amazing food. Oh, you get a starter, fish course, soup, meat, dessert. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite thing about holidays is the eating. And then, yeah, there's the Algarve Shopping as well, which is another great place. Yeah, for shopping. For shopping <laughs> and for eating. There's an amazing food court. And for Is that the one... That's on a roof, the food court. Yeah, the food is that court that is one? up at the top of the roof. Yeah, I think yeah. I've been there for a day. Yeah, it's really good. There's like it's over 120 shops. It's just off the motorway. Is yeah, it just it's just off the motorway. Okay. So it's like 15 euro and about 20 minutes in a taxi from Albufeira, mm -hmm. from either side of it. And then there's a free shuttle bus that goes there every day, apart from weekends during okay. the summer. Well, from like, I think March to October. Cool. Um, but it's really good. And there's a massive... But my, when we drag my dad there, he always goes across the motorway and into the Nike outlet. 
Oh, there's an there's outlet, outlet stores out there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great place for shopping and there's always sales on. It's one of the few words I know in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Which is? Saldos. Saldos. Yeah. Albuquerque is what it is. Like it's still the yeah. most popular resort. It is. Down the Agar. Always the most it, popular. It, it is. It is what it is. And as you said, there's different. There's different sides, but there's something there for everybody. So. Yeah, exactly. I love That's it. it. Uh, Lukey. Yeah. What about so you? I can talk about Luge and Lagos, a little bit about Sagres as well, and then a tiny bit about the West Coast. Right. So, I think I've been. I said I was there ten times, but I reckon I've been there nearly the same amount of times as mm. you. And Luge would be. Again, we're talking approximately an hour from Faroe Airport. Probably an hour, mm. yeah. If you get a taxi, yeah, I think maybe a tiny bit more. But as far as I know, it's an, always in my head, it's an hour. So we have a car there, which is really great. Because mm. if you have a car, you can nip into Lagos. It only takes 10 minutes. But if yeah. you want to get a taxi, you're looking at 12 euro for the taxi to Lagos. It takes 10 minutes. That's and it it's is. great. We'd be, we'd be in there most days. Lagos meant to be beautiful. It's beautiful, mm. yeah. yeah. It's, it's a be... lovely town. Lovely town. But I'll talk about Luge first, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So our house is only about, I think, five minutes from, this, from the beach. Mm. Everything is really close. Wherever yeah. you're staying in Luge, walk to the beach is going to be 10 minutes That's max, all. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, because our old house used to be on the very top. You know the way the Algarve's all quite hilly down, yeah. To, yeah, yeah, down yeah. to the sea? Yeah. Our old house is at the very top. Now, that still took 10 minutes. Obviously, the walk back up is going to take a little longer, but it's you're always beside the sea in Luge, no yeah. matter where you stay. And it's probably, it's, it's kind of the same in Lagos. I've never stayed there, but from what I can see, you're always in 10 minutes walking distance. Yeah. Um, down at the beach, there's loads to do. You have the pedal boats, the sailing, banana boat, all that. But uh, it, during the, the peak seasons, of like June and July, or even July and August, I should say, it gets quite busy, the beach, Pride yeah, Luge. Yeah. So then there's like a peninsula then that separates at Luge, and it's, it's called Fortaleza. And it's a restaurant on top of there, so you oh. can eat up there. You have a whole view of the sea and everything. Oh, gorgeous. And on the other side... It's rocks where my family tend. My mom and dad love swimming there because there's nobody there. And and if you go over on the other side, the beach can be packed okay, if you're in yeah, high yeah. season. Mm. Low season, when I was there in September, beach still actually quite busy, surprisingly. But we we, we wanted to get the sunbeds, so. Weather's still decent, sunbeds. like in September. Weather's so. great. Oh, yeah. yeah. 25 to 30 degrees. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And it's 15 quid for the sunbeds for the day. Which is, I suppose, for two of them, so seven fifty each is yeah. not too bad. It's not the not worst too bad. No. You can leave no. your towel there and nip up to the promenade. Sorry, I should say actually, there's a long promenade that has a few shops. And my favorite place to eat is a breakfast place there. You can also get your your lunch and dinner there. It's called Endless Summer. It's a small little place, and it does the nicest smoothie bowls <laughs> or aki bowls. Have you ever wow. had them? No, no, no. no. Oh, I come. I've never had them either. And my sister was like, "You need to go there." We went there and it's just amazing. And then there's loads of places to eat in Luge. There's this place called the Galley, which is also on the promenade. promenade. So you're looking out over the sea as well. Mm. There's a little pizza shack that we used to love to get. It's just around the corner. There's a big, massive, um, what would you call it? A beach bar. They do food as well. You can nip up there, get an ice cream if you're staying on the mm. sunbeds. It's right beside all that. Is it lively enough now or would it be, f- it'd be full of families really? It's mainly families. I wouldn't recommend young people going there. Mm. If you do happen to go to Luge and you're young, you can get into the gosh in 10 minutes and there's nightlife there. Yeah. Like people think there's no nightlife there. But it, I wouldn't call it a strip, but there's like an area where there's loads of bars slash nightclubs. Yeah. If people want to do an, a very long day trip while they're there, you can do a day trip to Fatima where mary appeared to three kids it's a it's quite a commercialized town like there's shops that like sell all the religious clothes and like 
souvenirs that would just fill your suitcase <laughs> but uh it's it's a nice thing to do while you're there if mm. if you're so inclined ma'am convinced us to go there one year and it was actually really nice and they yeah. they built a massive new church in the middle of the town and they have like the candlelit processions through the town it's uh something different we'll have to get you to some churches mm. yeah is it sporty <laughs> down is it sporty down um luge yeah, area luge, um not that I've seen really now. No, on the beaches. There is on there. the beach would be people playing football and mm. stuff. Yeah, but mm. it's no. I didn't see any teams. I do remember that when I was a young kid, there was some football camp going on, but I'm not sure what where it was. And what about water sports? Is there any water sports. Yeah, uh, you can sail actually. Yeah, there's there's uh, sailboats to rent. Mm. I actually did that when I was younger because I can't sail, but my cousin can sail. Where's all the surfers? Where do all the all surfers, surfers? Yeah, all the surfers are over in Sagres, so that's about 25 minutes from Luge in a car. It's really simple to get to, and there's lovely beaches mm. there. So the main surf beach would be Tanel. There's quite an undertow there, so you got to be careful if you're surfing, but it creates great waves. And it can get kind of windy along that coast. Yeah. You get, like, Sagres is actually, like, the very corner of Portugal. So that's where all the surfers go. And if you're there, and it's get, you can actually, you, not just surfers, you chill there as well. It can get really windy. Mm. And if it gets really windy, you literally go back up, and go to the other side and there's a beach called Moretta okay. and there'll be no wind right? Yeah. You only, and it's like right beside each other and there's zero wind so that's right over at, at Cape St. Vincent which is the, the most westernly point of Europe yeah. I think down yeah. there isn't yeah, it? yeah with the Henry the Navigator had a it's like a fort there where you used yeah. to train all the Portuguese sailors mm-hmm. yeah and when you go there I can't remember if you pay in I'm almost sure it's free but I can't guarantee that because I can't remember. I haven't been in years. This is into the lighthouses. This is big... into the yeah, into the fort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Um, you look, you get like a big, great view of the whole place. And the next point is Africa. So you're That's... trying to look to see the tip of Africa, but you can't. Yeah, the views are amazing. So anyone down that area, I would definitely recommend going to Sagres for at least a day. There is a train line that literally connects. All the way along the Algarve from from Sagres, yeah. Oh yeah, we never we used yeah. it a couple times. I think it, do, it goes all the way from from Sagres. Oh, literally, now you're talking. It's probably twenty minutes. Oh, actually, away no. From yeah, the there's an old train station in Albufeira. Yeah, yeah never been to those. Lul, um, Villamora, mm. Albufeira, Cavero, um, Silves. It, it so it, so it doesn't that, yeah. it doesn't go along the coast. It is, you know, fifteen in twenty minutes in driving inland. It's yeah. on the other side of the motorway. Yeah. but it stops off and all, so you can go. From Sagres all the way along, yeah. um, into Faro, it then go keeps going. It goes out, um, out towards Tavira direction, mm. which is e- easily heading towards the Spanish border side. So you can go to all these places. Um, it takes, I think, about two and a half hours to go from, um, from say Tavira, which is east east side of Faro, all the way down to Sagres. Down two to hours Europe. is all, yeah. Two and a half bad. hours, and it's yeah. it's a, you know it's a proper train. Oh, it goes all the way. So so you can go to all these all these places on the train line. Great. Well, that's brilliant, guys. Thank you very much. You're I welcome, think, I think uh, definitely a few more places to try out in the Algarve yeah. and break away from Albufeira maybe some oh, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> loads to do in Lagos. I didn't even be able to get to it all. We've co- covered everything there, I think. Definitely. This week, we're getting to know someone from our sales team. He's both new to travel and relatively new to Click and Go, joining the team five months ago. If you've called in over the past few months, chances are you've spoken to him and we all regularly hear him on the phone to people. <laughs> it's Caelan. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, so to start things off, we always ask the same kind of two questions. What's your favourite destination? 
Um, so far that I've been, it has to be Croatia. Croatia. Fell in love with there a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's very easy. Specifically, I suppose, Havar. Is that for, you lived in Croatia for a few years, didn't you? Uh, uh, no, not for a few years. Well, about six months last ah, year and si- nice. same the year before. Yeah, uh, Havar, it's like an island off the coast. It's very easy to get stuck there. A lot of people do, you know. Oh, really? I was kind of, I was working in hostels there and you have people coming and like the book, you know, a lot of people that do Croatia, they kind of hop down the coast, do mm. a couple of days in each, but so they'd be booked in for a couple of days. But if they've any room to maneuver, they just extend their stay in Havaria. Yeah, it's just a magical little island. It has something for everyone really like, you know, um, like you've, yeah, it's just beautiful. Like, and it's, it's a small little island, like the population of the whole island, which has three towns, is like 11,000. And I think like at the peak of high season in August, you have like, I think it's something like 40,000 coming and going on the ferries every day. Oh, so wow. like imagine that, like, you know, all the Croatians there are working there, like, you know, and they work seven days a week the whole season and then kind of off, the off season, off. they have a few months off. Yeah, so... Yeah, I must go to Havar. I've only ever been to Split and Dubrovnik, but we yeah. never made it across to any other. Yeah, islands. definitely go to Havar. Yeah, the Split and Dubrovnik are lovely. Split's mm. kind of more of a kind of port city, you know. Yeah. And Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik could be probably the priciest part of Croatia. Dubrovnik was ridiculously expensive. Like yeah. getting out of Dubrovnik was insane. It was like three hundred and fifty for a single flight. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I've always flown to Zadar. I yeah. find that's the you fly with Ryanair to Zadar, and then it's very easy to get down. You get a bus down to Split, which would be mm. an hour and a half, then get the ferry out, which is an an hour that gets you to Zadar. Yeah, very nice. But uh, yeah. And what would be what places would be on your travel bucket list? Um. Don't want to say it everywhere, like you know, because <laughs> like but so, two, South, South America would be like in general would be top of the list of where I want to go. Anyways, you know, oh, really, any place a, in specific? Like um, there? well, like I suppose one of the great things about when I was working in hostels was like you're meeting people, for, you're meeting people from all over that are that say like, oh, if you ever come here come and stay and then you have the local knowledge you know and a lot of Argentinians Brazilians they want to go to Brazil for the carnival um, but yeah all over really you know <laughs> and why, so you've been in Click and Go for five months now so what made you get into travel or what made you choose uh, travel I suppose, I suppose from just the hostels and stuff yeah I just I, lo- I love travel like so just figured why not work in the industry you know and yeah, it's been great. I don't think I'll ever look back now, really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel the same way. It'd be hard to go to a different industry now. Um, and what's been your favourite thing about working in travel, Click and Go, so far? Um, click and Go, just everyone's really nice. The lovely atmosphere in the offices, you know. It's, mm. Yeah, um, nice feel to it. Like, um, it's great learning a lot more about different places, like, you know, um yeah, lots of perks. Got to go on a fam yeah, trip already. Your first fam trip. Cyprus, yeah, yeah. And so, tell us a bit about that. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Went for, flew on the Monday morning Turkish Airlines. So you fly to. So it was North Cyprus. Mm. To be honest, didn't even really know that 
the country was divided into north and south, you know, so the south is like the Greek side and mm. then the north is the Turkish side. Um, it's not even, north isn't even recognised as a country only by Turkey, like, you know, so, um, but like they have a border and so if you fly to the south, you can't stay in the north mm. and same vice versa. So you, so you fly to Istanbul and then from there, so about four hours, 20 minutes to Istanbul, then there's quick layover and about an hour flight down to Erzhan, be the northern airport. And yeah, once you're there, it's just so worth it. Like, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really like unspoiled. Um, like all the development is kind of along the coast. Mm -hmm. You have like these, like all mm -hmm. the hotels we went and visited, they're like, they're like mini five star cities. It's the type oh, wow. and like for really good prices like you know it's a lot of it's kind of on a half board all inclusive basis mainly like you know and like all the hotels they have like little water park private beach loads of pools bars all over the place you know it's just re it's the type of place you'd go and like that wouldn't be my typical holiday to mm. go and stay in a place but like very easily do that <laughs> there like you know yeah um, and then like get getting it once you do leave the hotels there's lots of like there's a really nice mountain range that kind of goes across the middle of it five fingers mountains like so there's lots of like walking trails and different stuff and hiking developed and it's developing more like you know and then like there's this little mountain village Bellapai, like a monastery in that we went up to one day that was really nice. One of the like hosts from Cyprus Premier, she got proposed to up there and had her wedding oh, wow. photos up there and everything, you know. And so it's near like the town of Carinia, which would be the four main towns would be like, so Nicosia is the capital, which the north and south actually share. And the border goes through there. Uh, then you've Carinia, Famagusta, which is really interesting as well, because like, a big part of that is like a ghost town. It's just completely yeah, abandoned. Yeah, I think like, it was on a dark tourist. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember Cyprus on dark tours and that was the town he was trying to get into it, but... Yeah, oh no, it's guarded on both sides, yeah. you know. You can't go in. Like, even like, they were saying like, the money and everything is left in the banks. Like, it's just, it's it was abandoned. just totally abandoned. Like, you know, yeah, it's mad. Like, but, uh, so then Carinia would be like the main port town and then so that Bellapai village is close to there if you're staying in any of the hotels in like Carinia you can like they they all do like free transfers up to there if you book into the restaurant up there and that you know so it's it's well organized it's kind of it seems to have a real kind of communal like they they work together well like you know really really safe feel to it everyone's really friendly in that you know definitely recommend it like you know and so cheap as well it's just, i suppose just the the one difficulty is getting there the fact that there's no direct flight mm. but once you're there it'd be worth it like yeah and what's your passion away from work not including <laughs> holidays obviously or travel yeah i know it's just like a typical <laughs> 12 year old boy's answer but like watching sport listening to music socializing <laughs> i don't Beers. know yeah yeah i'm not like i don't know maybe i'm not that passionate a person but like, <laughs> yeah i yeah, just 
the usual things as you say yeah 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 i can't really play a sport anymore i have a bit of a dodgy knee so i have to (laughs) settle for watching it (laughs) just as good yeah yeah all the enjoyment and none of the pain of it (laughs) um what's a non-negotiable for you for Um, working for life I suppose just doing something that you're happy in, you know, I'd never stay in a job where you're unhappy, like, you know, mm. it's not worth it. It's life's too life's short. Life's too short, like, you know, without being cliche, like, you know, and yeah, just I try not to stress too much. I don't think... You definitely stressing... don't seem like a stressed out <laughs> person at all. <laughs> yeah, it just it never really helps the situation. Like, you know, I don't see the point in stressing too much. Yeah. No, definitely not. And uh, what has been your, like, aha or eureka moment in work or life, if you've had one um, so I far? Suppose, like, <laughs> like, in work now, you know, genuinely since starting this like as i said like i don't think i'll ever leave travel like you know i never even really thought of it as a career like you know even though i always loved the idea of you know i just want to travel everywhere like Mm. you know like i did a business degree in college and came out of it not really knowing what i wanted to do and that's kind of probably why i ran off you know (laughs) to the hostels of croatia (laughs) yeah yeah but um yeah yeah no think i've found my your niche yeah it definitely seems like an industry once you're in it you just stay in it like Stephen here who's been in it for 25 years and alan nearly 40 years people just have the bug for travel Yeah. yeah and uh finally how many hours of sleep do you need a night? <laughs> need or want? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like my sleep, but I don't know. I, I suppose usually have seven or eight hours sleep, but I could function on less. But yeah, no, I definitely like my sleep. like to have a sleep in when I can get it. No, but I don't sleep in until like... <laughs> I can never sleep in until like two or three in the day, you know, some people do, like, you know. Yeah, I don't think I'd be physically able to do yeah. that, but a good 10 hours at the weekend would yeah. be solid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen is uh, shaking his head over here. <laughs> his what, five, four to five hours sleep? Five or six, yeah. Yeah, couldn't be dealing with that. <laughs> and uh, to finish off, we have some quick fire questions, which we do with everyone. Yeah, no worries. Um, so first of all, nice car or nice home? Nice home. Sun or city? Sun. Summer or winter? Summer. Dawn or dusk? Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> dawn. Giving or getting presents? <laughs> Both. Both, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, starter or dessert? Starter. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Night in or night out? Depends. <laughs> N- night in... Yeah, <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> night in, then go for a night out. Yeah. Uh, beach or pool? Beach. Texting or talking? Talking. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> 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 Sales team, yeah. Great, thank you very much, Caitlin. Thank you, yeah. Stephen is mixing it up with his top tips this week and giving us some top Algarve activities. So, what's on your list? So we've got five must-see and must-things to do in the Algarve. Again, trying to keep it away from the obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already spoke about the Algarve and what, what it has to offer. So the first one is you must visit Farrell Town. 
people tend to just see Faros as an airport and Faros so people would just fly in and miss it mm. it's too pretty to miss it you have to go into it it's real pretty it's real um, Moorish there's Roman ruins in it um, loads of you know white buildings mm. uh, churches yeah apparently great shopping in Faro as well and lovely marina area a uh, great thing to do is to have lunch at the there's a rooftop restaurant in the Hotel Faro and that is a, a, a must if you're going to go into Faro um, most people do it for a day trip and as I said you can you know there are taxis or buses there's a mm. train line that will go right through Faro so um, it's definite for, for a day trip no matter where you're staying on the Algarve it's accessible yeah, definitely. Um, and if you're going to go there, go to the Hotel Faro, to the rooftop restaurant. Second one is the Benegil Caves. I don't know if you've seen any of the, the pictures of the Benegil I've Caves. I've seen the pictures. I've never, uh, I don't think Faro? I've ever done a trip. They are they're about 10, 15 minutes drive from Cavero. So they're so nearly halfway between Albufeira and Cavero. Yeah. Um, you can only access them by water. So the only way you can get to them is, uh, there's boat trips, boat tours. It's quite, they're quite popular and famous sort mm. of boat tours um, but the boat tour will only go into the cave you can't actually get out and, mm. and go into the cave um, in the centre of the cave like there's obviously you can access it in by a boat there's a little beach area uh, in the cave and right there's over it hole. they've got what they call the eye which, yeah. is, which is a hole in the cave looking up to the up, up to the sky so you can kayak in you can get a boat tour we actually saw some people swimming in um, you have to come around now mm. like to me, it looks quite dangerous. I'm not a great swimmer, but <laughs> but there was there was definitely people. If you're on kayak or you're swimming, you can obviously get out of the scene. You can uh, take a picture on the beach, yeah. um, and the pictures are are stunning. Like I, I people should really uh, Google gorgeous, it and, and have yeah. a look at the images of it. It is it's spectacular. The Benigil Caves. Um, next one is something I done in Cavero. It's called the Algar Seco Walk. There's a walk from from the centre of Cavero. Um, about 20 minutes, half an hour, out along the the Redstone Cliff Edge. Um, it's properly, like they've got a wooden walkway mm. that, that they've erected. Now, you wouldn't, it hasn't spoiled it in any way. They've erected a wooden walkway and every 10 minutes or so, they've got like little um, a tiered place. seating area. Uh, we, you know, it's stunning for pictures. It's a great walk and it's a lovely breeze because you're right along the edge of the, the coast. So it goes for about 20, 25 minutes, I say, from Cavero out towards um, towards the Rosh Brava, actually, where I, where I was staying. Um, and there's a lovely property right at the, the end of it called the Algar Seco. We, we sell them as well, but they're, they're really nice. But that little walkway there is a must. If you're brave enough, you can come off that little wooden walkway and go down onto the cliffs to get, to get even some better pictures. And there's actually a bar restaurant right on the edge of the sea in the middle of the cliffs. You have to walk down to it. Fairly inaccessible unless you're... Um, sort of, you know, unless you're fully able, you're able to yeah. walk down because it's not easily accessed. But it's spectacular. It's literally wow. we were looking at it from the walkway, looking down, um, and it is spectacular. It's right at the edges. It, it's, the waves are really crashing onto you down there. It's now it's, it's really Gorgeous. spectacular. So that's the Algar Seco walk. That's from Cavero uh, outwards. You, you can't you can't miss it. Um, next must see is Silves Town. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that oh, myself. It's beautiful. Did you go up to yeah, it? I went down once or twice. Beautiful. It's about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes from, from Cavero. But it's, I mean, there are buses going and, and tour buses mm. going there. Also, there's a train station as well. Yeah, I think there's, I'm going um, on a tour there in December. There's a 13th yeah, century. Mm. Yeah, you have it's only to 35 minutes from Lagos. That's, that's all it is as well, yeah, again, yeah. along the motorway. There's a 13th century castle and cathedral 
Um, there it's really it's Moorish. It's all red brick. Uh, there's an archaeological museum. There's a market on on a Saturday. The market is amazing. It's in uh, sort of at the edge of the town square. But that's real Portugal. Oh. Like I found Silva was was real. The Portugal. most authentic you yeah. can get. I yeah. Think. Well, actually, the most authentic I saw Lule. was was the next place that you must see and must visit is a place called Lul. It's gorgeous. L O U L E. It's it's closer to. Uh, Faro now it's is sort it, of it's, yeah. yeah it's about it's about halfway it's between inland, halfway it? kind of if you're drawing a triangle from Faro to Albufeira Lule will be kind of the top point okay. yeah so but it's, it's kind of halfway but north it's northerly really busy like it's I mean it's a beautiful town it's all whitewashed it's gorgeous um, really small buildings. streets and is yeah, there another castle there there's no. No. I don't think so the, the Praça da Republica it's a pink domed building pink, really pink pink domed building mm. Um, and there's a big, huge market in there. But one amazing thing about Lule, our transfer driver who was bringing us down said, um, "It's all, there's always festivals on, there's always parties on, there's always carnivals on. Really? Like at the, in February, Shrove Tru- Tuesday, they've got the L- uh, Lule Carnival. It's like a Brazilian carnival. It is like there's parties on the street. Yeah. It's like the Brazilian wow. carnival. Um, the end of June is when we were there. We went to one called Festival Med. It's a music and culture one. So again, they close off all the streets and there's a, there's a stage with bands and everyone And how everyone often do you say, do you reckon there's festivals? Well, that's every, I think the 28th to the 30th of June it was on when we were there. So it's the end of June. Is that one. So every end of June they have the okay. festival med. And then early in September they, they celebrate the, the end of summer is how they put it. It's the festival of White Night and it's like a summer party. To, to celebrate the end of summer mm. and every, again they close off all the streets and everyone dresses in white that's great and just drinks and there's and just live music the live music time. yeah each each one of them are like parties and carnivals you wouldn't think of this in this like little parties. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is and that's like we, we didn't even you know we wouldn't have known about it but it was our transfer driver told us that's where he was from and he said look you you know you, you've got to come out here and he actually brought us out and could you stay the night um, I no, not really. No, you well, I'm sure. I'm sure you could. I'm sure there yeah. are there are you hotels guys got and B&B. transfer back then. Yeah, after, he yeah. he like he obviously knew your we travel agent, so he said, um, look, I'll I'll bring us out. So he collected us one evening and brought us out. We were there with his family. We had drinks yes. with his family. Oh, that's his, what you want to do. That's the way. Yeah, to do. and it was brilliant. And there's loads of little, little pastries going around. Yeah, it's you know it's complete carnival, complete party time. And then um, brought us back back to the, to Russia Brava that night. Mm. Yeah, so it's that, a gorgeous that's, spot. That is Lul. It's definitely. And I think um, it has another big market at the weekend correct, as well. Yeah, 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 I think Saturday market. or Sunday. I'm not sure which. Mm. But that's um, they are actually sorry. You know, there was, before we finished, there was one other. The talking about churches and cathedrals. There's a Almansil is about five minutes from Lul, mm. and one of the oldest churches, an 18th century church. It's all blue and white tiles on the inside of it. Gorgeous. It's called the San Lorenzo, um, and that's that's in Almansil, big huge dome. It doesn't look too spectacular from the outside, mm. but when you go in, it's all blue and white tiles underneath the dome. So that's a it's a that's I a great visit. Yeah, that's only five minutes from Lul, Lul as well. I remember reading before that all all the buildings in the Algarve are pretty much whitewashed. But they used to always paint around their doors and windows in different colours to bring different things to their family. So like yellow would be for wealth and to differentiate, yeah. blue would be for like health. And it's really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. The Algarve. So they are the must-sees and must-sees for today, Anna. Brilliant. Good. That's great. Thank you very much. Welcome. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. 
Thanks to Stephen, Luke and Caelan and thank you for listening. You can find Algarve deals on our website, clickandgo.com and you can get additional information about the Algarve on our blog and all the links will be in the description. We hope you've been enjoying it and getting some useful travel tidbits and let us know on social if you have any questions and make sure to subscribe, review and share with your family and friends. Next week, we'll have a pick and mix of destinations as our clickies talk about where they've travelled to in 2018 from New York to Sorrento. We might even have a special surprise at the end, so make sure to listen. Until then, goodbye.